Hi, everybody. Thank you for coming to my podcast, Music Tech Talk. So I'm going to kind of give you an interview that is interesting because I'm being interviewed by my friend, Clarissa Silva. So I brought her in and basically we're doing her interview and then it's my interview with her. She's a behavioral scientist, researcher, and relationship coach um, with 17 years of experience in mental health, behavioral science, and public health. And she's the founder of C. Silva Solutions, a research and consulting firm that provides evidence based on solutions in companies and individuals. And she developed a technique called Your Happiness Hypothesis based on her research and practice that provides evidence-based solutions to address some of the substantial um, relationship challenges that are occurring in today's tech-driven dating world. And uh, she wanted to interview me, so we called this um, How to Be a Boss. (laughs) So this is a great um, interview, and I wanted to share it with you guys. And here we go. Okay, Clarissa, let's go. (laughs) Thank you so much, Melissa. I really appreciate this. This is really exciting. I have to tell you that your entire career has been so fascinating and inspiring to me. I've just been in awe of you, my friend. I mean... Oh, thank you. (laughs) Yes, girl. It's just amazing. So so for for the the listeners out there that are unfamiliar with me... um, I'm Clarissa Silva. I'm a behavioral scientist and founder of Your Happiness Hypothesis Method. It's a method that helps people establish optimal relationships. Mm-hmm. I started the company um, a few months ago, and and we've just been working on creating models to help people with different areas that are difficult in their relationships and a lot of the research and my theories and a lot of my practice notes, I have the privilege of sharing on Thrive Global. Thrive mm-hmm. Global is Ariana Huffington's new magazine. Mm-hmm. And if you're interested in lo- learning more about relationship wellness, you can definitely check out my column at Clarissa Silva at Thrive Global. Yeah. And part of this series is um, my women's empowerment series. I felt like I felt like not, there isn't that much focus on women who are really, really successful in in their careers, especially women of color. I don't think we see enough models of each other out there. No, we don't. Right. So I decided that I would start just highlighting a few women, you know, I just try to tap my girlfriends that I know that are doing it. Mm Mm-hmm. And, and then we go from there. So this interview is for Thrive Global, and it is part of a series that I'm trying to really just help women see role models out there. And then women get tangible, real advice on how to create that kind of success in their own career. So thank you so much, Melissa. I really appreciate it. Well, thank you for being a part of what I'm doing with my music tech talk and me being able to let my listeners actually hear live a real interview that me being interviewed by you. (laughs) So the tables are turned. You're on my, you're going to be on my show and we're interviewing me. So I think this is great. I love it. 
So let's let's start. Yeah. So, Alyssa, you've done a lot of amazing things. So tell us about your career trajectory. In terms of what? <laughs> now, girl, tell tell us all the all the beginning, like mm. brief beginning to now the book. Wow. I'm going to try to make it as short as I possibly can because it's long. But I literally started singing when I was five years old. I didn't professionally start getting into like singing, you know, on stage, all the kind of stuff till I was 14. And I had done a lot of different things, you know, pageants, different shows, you know, like American Idol. I've done shows on stage. I was at the Apollo. I've done the Apollo before. I've performed in front of thousands of people in different stadiums and lived in Hawaii, lived in Germany, Japan. You know, I got to see the world a different way. And growing up, my parents always instilled in me that if you set your mind to something and you want to be a tangible dream that you can get, you can get it. But you have to set your mind to it to make it happen and focus on it. And my mother always says that, you know, from the time I was little, I've always been focused on music. I used to tell my mother all the time, I'm going to be famous one day. My mom was like, yeah, yeah, that's nice. And I <laughs> I looked at her like, no, I'm really serious. I'm going to be famous one day. You're going to see. And music has always been my life. Mm. Like, I, I can never say that music has ever left me. It hasn't. I can, I mean, I eat, sleep, breathe it. I My sister will tell you, like, my sister and I used to share a room as kids, and I used to drive her nuts. And she tells people all the time that, you know, Melissa has been that singer that I have seen my sister go from this to this now. Um, And, uh, you know, I went to college. I, 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 uh, before I went to college, I actually had a, I was offered a record deal and I was signed to Ray Parker Jr., Mr. Ghostbusters. I was signed to Ray Parker Jr.'s label years ago and what stuck in the back of my mind, I kept saying, I felt bad. I was like, I don't want to be famous yet. I want to have a rec. I want to have a college degree. Mm-hmm. I didn't mm. care about, I didn't care about, you know, you could be famous and this and that. No, I needed to understand. I felt as though I didn't understand the business. So I right. felt as though I was in the, a business where people, where I would be thrown to the wolves and I didn't understand everything. You see? So I, mm. I kind of was like, I'm not ready for this yet. I need to still go back and learn. Now, how many people yeah. you know that will actually turn down a, a record deal? A record say, deal, yeah, right. right. And to get their it. education. Right. That's right, yeah. to get their education. So yeah. I went and got my education. I, I, you know, I got a, a degree, bachelor's degree in computer science and network engineering. Because I love computers, obviously. Everybody who knows me knows that I'm this geek. And, you know, don't let the book fool you because, you know, you might see pretty face, but I'm very smart. I don't Mm -hmm. toot my own horn, but I'm just saying, like, I pay attention to things. And I like technology and I've always liked that. So I always felt like the oddball out because I was like, I'm not Whitney. I'm not Mariah. I'm not Beyonce. I'm just Melissa. You know, I'm not Aaliyah. I'm not Sade. You know, I, I don't do what they do. My energy is different than them. I sing different than them. 
Like I'm quirky, right. you know. I I have a I have tomboyish ways about me too, you know. And, and <laughs> I'm still trying. I'm still trying to learn about my feminine side. Let me tell you, it's not easy. <laughs> <laughs> so just getting into everything, I finally was like, okay. Um, I think that we're at a point now that um. You know, I think that at a point now I'm like, okay, how do I find out who Melissa is? And I didn't really get to that point until my father passed away. I didn't mm -hmm. get to a point of realizing that I really wanted music until my father passed away. And that was very interesting because even my dad, before my dad died, he had stomach cancer and he was like, please, he told me, please Sorry. don't give up. Please, that's okay. It's okay. He said, yeah. please, please don't give up. He said, you have a talent. He goes, I'm telling you, you're going to make it. He said, you're going to get a Grammy one day. That's what he told me. Promise me you'll, you'll get as far as getting a Grammy. That's what he told wow. me. Wow. So that's one of my goals, obviously. <laughs> right. I want to get a Grammy. But let me stick to, to this, what you're asking me. So to get <laughs> to where I have been, it's such a long, it's been a long road but I've incorporated music and technology together and it's become a beautiful thing, right? Right, It's become right. a beautiful thing. And me learning along the way, all the, 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 the road that I've gone through, I've had this stuff in my head, in my mind, you know, and constantly, every, every so often, I would have artists seeing where I was going and they were like, how'd you get there? Like. How'd you become a Grammy voting member? How did you get your distribution? How did you get yeah, this? Yeah. How did you get mm -hmm. all these things? And it's all, let me tell you something, Clarissa. It's, it was all of me learning, me learning and learning. Right. But then constantly I kept getting people asking me, can you teach me? Can you teach me? Can you teach me? Oh, wow. There's like, wow. I'm lost. I'm lost. Nobody has a book out there. There's nothing. I said, you know what? I'm going to write a book. Yeah. And... Wow. I was with um, a friend of mine. You know, she was my publicist, uh, uh, Nia Rice. She's a very sweet girl. She encouraged me. She was like, Melissa, you should write a book. And I was like, write a book for what? She's like, you have all this knowledge. There's no mm -hmm. book out there like this, like what you're talking about. Right, right. She's like, you can spew it all out. You, She said, you sit here and you just spew it out like it's nothing. And I was like, well, I, I'm under the assumption thinking that everybody – knows this stuff she's like no they don't no mm -hmm. nope so i in may of this year mind you clarissa i was like i don't know how to write no goddamn book she's like just start so she sat with me she helped me do an outline everything and i thank you thank you Mia, for helping me with this she got me started and oh. i just followed the the got the little outline that she was helped me do. She was like, this, 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 this is everything you know. Just add on to it. And let me tell you, wow. I've written so many times in terms of my job being a network engineer doing tutorial type of right. uh, documentation and stuff that when it's I started writing, I was yep, literally yeah. writing a book in the middle of every, I was literally writing my book. Yeah. Visually. I was just started, just started doing it. And I, I literally wrote, a whole chapter in one day. Yeah. Wow. 
And I was wow. like, oh, I was like, I can do this. I can do this. Okay. Wow. You know? So I, 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 I basically, what I did was I honed in on the specific things that I think that a lot of people in this industry do not talk about. That's mm. one. Mm-hmm. Talking about yourself as an artist, who are you? If you don't know who you are and how you're going to project to the world to find your fans and your niche, how is somebody going to want to buy your brand? Right. You know, right. Like I said, mm. I say in my book, I talk about Michael Jackson. I talk about Prince. Yeah. Right? I even talk about Lady Gaga. I talk about those specific artists because especially Michael, Michael has always been poignant in my life and also Prince. But Michael, because he was so meticulous about everything from the way he looked all the way down to the music, to the performance, to what his brand was and how he was exuding that out in the world. Right? Right. Like when you think about Motown 25, all you think about is what? When he was a kid. Right? And him moonwalking for the first time on stage. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Nobody right. understands that. I, 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 I've watched videos. I've read books. I've, you know, everything about him and how he literally would practice he even went down to the point of trying to find the perfect sock he went through a hundred socks wow you know so like stuff like that like we're artists you're you are you are art when people see you what is your art saying to people Mm. wow you know Right. And a lot of artists now that I look at, everybody wants that instantaneous fame. Uh-huh. I'm, not about, I'm not about that. And I'm not going to teach you that. Because there's no such thing. Clarissa, there's no such thing as instantaneous fame. Unless nope. you got a million dollars and you got a label behind you that just says, oh, like our, like our artists, like our artists, and keep pushing them. Right. See, right. I, I'm independent. I stay independent because... I have things I want to say, and I don't want people to uh, uh, push me not push me into saying, this is what you are. No, that's not what I am. Mm. But wow. Michael and Janet and all of them, they were very lucky because they've been in that business for so long that they knew exactly who they were, and they could get those type of deals where they're like, I already know who I am. I just need you to fund my project so that I can tell you, show you exactly what you're going to get. Wow. See, my 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 journey is completely opposite. <laughs> right. But it's been great. And you know, yeah. someone asked me the other day, they was like, Do you think you're successful? I said, Hell yeah, I am. Of course you are. I'm very yeah. successful. I yeah. have I've had several jobs, you know? Yeah. I've been a network engineer, building and design computer networks. I have a podcast that I've started. You know, to help other artists. And I've written a book. And I've put out several. I put an EP, two albums out. I'm good. Right. Yes. Yes. I might not be your Beyonce level. might not be your Janet level. But damn it, I am successful in my terms. And I am happy. I'm making money off of the stuff that I am doing. That's amazing. 
That's amazing. I hope that answers your question. (laughs) (laughs) That is amazing. Man. Thank you. Okay, so you know, I got to ask this because you do it all. I swear you are the only woman on this planet that I know that touches everything and it turns platinum. Please. Okay. (laughs) What? How do you create work-life balance, girl? Work-life? Yeah. Balance. Uh, Balance. You know, I meditate. Okay. I meditate. I find that meditation helps me focus more. I also write to myself. I um, have a journal that every day I write down things that I need to accomplish for that day. And if there's something that I don't accomplish within that book, I move it onto the next page for the next day. And so meditation, prayer, you know, but I, I try to meditate a lot because it calms my mind. I have a lot going on in my mind and your mind chatters a lot. So meditation I find has been helping me and quieting my mind and helping me focus. And also I also read, there's a, um, uh, you know, there's a there's a couple books that I've read, which I'll get into later. But um, I actually, um, you know, I, I I find that meditation, and you know, like I said, being organized and writing down the things that you want to accomplish for the day helps me with my mm-hmm. structure. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay, tell us how you cultivate it. Tell us about these books. So we there's a to, we need to all do it, girl. We need. I to know. <laughs> so there's a there's a book by a guy named Napoleon Hill. I don't know if a lot of you know. I don't know if you've heard of him, but uh, he has a book out. And mind you, he wanted to understand how millionaires got to where they got to in the late. 1900s you know like Carnegie you know Edison all of these people like he's like there's got to be some type of formula for these guys to get where they are you know chase all of them Mm -hmm. so he got a uh, he basically got Carnegie to uh, fund him this project that he was doing but what happened was he found out so much information that they tried to stop the project and stop the book from being published because they were telling too much of their secrets. Oh, gotcha. And it's all like a fundamental type of thing. I'll send it to you and tell you, uh, show you the book. But it's, it's crazy because a lot of it stands to the point of what's going on today. You know, he was like the Tony wow. Robbins. He was, he was literally like the Tony wow. Robbins of his time. You know? Wow. Mm-hmm. And the things that he said, like he said, what is your definite purpose? And I said, wow, I've never asked myself that. Okay, right. You have to define right. your definite purpose. Write it down on a piece of paper and put it on a mirror. And every day you look at that and you say that to yourself. And you know who was doing that kind of shit? Michael Jackson. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. And I found that kind of eerie. I was like, wow, okay. 
it's like zone i call it zoning in okay that's my thing i call it my thing zoning in is basically you see it you say it you make it happen right right you see it you say it you make it happen you like if i say it to myself my definite purpose is to be a number one time selling new york new york times bestseller book for music business that's my definite purpose and i keep saying that over and over again matter of time i'm going to be a new york bestseller because i believe it and i know i can achieve it right okay but let me ask you this is it does it is it just going to be for short term goals cuz when i think definite purpose right and i think a lot of people are wondering okay yeah you think you have a purpose and that's the, the difficulty of life right you yeah you think you think it is one thing and then you stumble and don't have real success in that one thing and then you realize it has you're you're really designed to be something else mm-hmm. so what if do we apply it to let's say like with relationships you know yeah. the majority of people the majority of people out there just want to find a person that just it just is designed for them no bullshit no no hassle no craziness yeah. none of the stuff that none of the stuff that we're getting with relationships now people don't want that people are getting it right so i'm wondering would the would that method work if Okay, tomorrow you want to be a New York Times bestseller. Tomorrow you want you want to have is is your purpose to be just a wife, just no. a New York Times seller. No. Is, so, okay. You can okay. make it you can it can be several things. I was just giving an example. Okay. okay. But my my definite purpose I say to myself is I want to be one of the best entertainers, sing, you know, best entertainer, singer, songwriter, actress. You know? And I, I, I could vouch for that. I could vouch for that because you've been saying that for years now. Yep. Yes. Yep. Yes. And wow. um, I was going to point on something that you said. Um, you know, it, in terms of relationships, mm. I think in society today, like if you really think about it, everybody's on their phone, right? Right. Right. It's so funny. I have a song right now that I'm going to be releasing soon. It's called Disconnect. Wow, and I love it. The song is literally about how your the phone is basically your she or the ba- the phone is the is the he for her and the she for uh-huh. him. Uh-huh. Yeah. And how nobody disconnects that you really get to you'll really get to see a person or the or view who they really are if you just disconnect from your phone from technology and right. spend time with the real world you know yes and the other thing is people don't you can't love someone unless you truly love yourself first if you don't love yourself how are you going to love somebody else how are you going to how are you going to give them what they need if you don't even know how what you need Right, right. Well, I think I think too, you know, we I've been looking at a lot of the impact of dating apps and social media on relationships and 
And dating apps creates a whole new level of craziness. You, you, yes, you're not, you say you want a relationship, and instead you have, uh, I don't know, e pen pals, you got ghosting, you got, you have everything but a relationship. Mm -hmm. Right now, now let's take it away from dating apps for a minute. Mm -hmm. Now, let's just say your desire is to find someone that you're compatible with and uh, try finding that in the real world. People don't let go of their phones. Let me tell you a funny story. I'm out with my friends in New York City mm -hmm. and they're using their Tinder. Mm. Tinder is telling them, Oh, there's 30 people in this room right now. You could you you that you match up with, and oh you could turn around and tap the person, but they are talking in the Tinder communication app. They don't turn around to talk to one another. Mm. And then it doesn't just stop there. Okay, so say so say you you want to deal with somebody. What what we're seeing as a result of this tech dependence, this yeah. digital dependence that we got. I know it's the opposite of your book, but yeah. <laughs> it's a digital dependence that is, that's creating doubt in people, lowering their standards, and they're now searching for people on just basic levels. I mean, this person talked to me for seven days. They respond to my text messages in the hour. I mean, we're going for basic we're not wow. even we're not even looking at what real relationship help is. And see, that's why people wonder why they're so socially uh like socially disadvantaged at this point. Because right. people aren't talking. Like people like I'll call my friends sometimes and they're like, Oh, why don't you just text me? No, I don't do that. I, I like <laughs> I like I like talking. Like talking. I'll call my friends sometimes just to check on them. Are you okay? Are you doing all right? Yeah, right. I'm fine. What's wrong? You text me. No, I don't know. I need to hear your voice. I need to know that right. you are okay. I need to hear you because that spiritually connects me with you. Right. Right. You know. And like like recently, I had to like delete Facebook off of my phone. Because oh, yeah. after finding out, you know, the things that the manipulation and the stuff that they try to do with, you know, with you psychologically on their app, I said, no, I'm, I'm in control, not you. You're not in control of me. You're not in control yeah. of making me trying to go, oh, do you, uh, notification, listen, you haven't been on Facebook for a while. So what if I haven't been on Facebook for a while? Right. You know? So, like, those type of things, you got to be very careful because it's all a game. It's all a they, – they're in it for the money. These apps are in it for the money. So, this is, like, the biggest – your phone is literally the most important thing in the world right now, especially to marketers. And that's Absolutely. why when, when we talked about – like, when I talk about my book and stuff, like, when people say things, I say to them, you have to understand – Marketing and branding yourself is so important, but you don't have yep. to give everybody everything of you. Yes, I agree. I agree. I mean, the thing that you know that same line of of what is it? If you're if you're not paying for the product, you are the product. That that is that is what most of these 
free apps are, all these free social networks. Mm-hmm. Your data is being farmed out. You're, you're being manipulated constantly. Mm-hmm. You're, if you rely, Carol, please, the science behind this is, is creating lower self-esteem among women. It's causing jealousy. It's causing, like, FOMO. People are looking at other people and saying, oh, I don't have that in my life. Well, get off the phone. Get in the real and world. And get a life. And go do it. Yes. I think that's I think that's the other thing, too, because it's like, I, I like, people say, oh, my God, you... Melissa, where do you find the time to do what you do? Well, I don't tell, Clarissa, I don't tell everybody what I do. I don't. Right. Because right. I find, like, you got to be mysterious. You, you, not even just mysterious. This is, like, so powerful. I can tell you when I want to, whatever I want to tell you, but I don't have to put you in my world if I don't want you to be in my right. world. Right. You know? Just like Michael Jackson and them. Prince and them. They always left themselves mysterious. That's what made people want them. Right. Because they didn't yeah. let you all in their world. They just left you mysterious. Because that's what being an artist is about. These artists nowadays, they just go and they give too much. People give too much. And they're like, oh, I want to know about this and this and this. Stop giving too much. You don't need everybody to know what the hell you're doing. Mm. Surprise them a little. But, you know, that goes back to the the authenticity thing. You know, I think people overshare, overtell, over everything because they are looking for that, I'm going to make it tomorrow. I'm going to be an influencer tomorrow. I'm going to be a brand ambassador tomorrow. Watch. Mm-hmm. You know, they're all looking for that instant. Quick book. Quick yes. book. Instant yes. Instant fame. Yes. No, it's not gonna work. It doesn't. I tell people you gotta be realistic. You have to be realistic. I couldn't be a network engineer instantaneously. I had to get a degree and really learn. Right. I'm not where I am if I didn't have the years of experience of singing on stage all this time and the confidence. I didn't have confidence on stage ten years ago. Right. Right. You got to get into that. That's being honest. You know? Some yes. people, they're not honest with themselves. They're just not honest. Oh. Oh, yes, of course. And, girl, that's in the, that's in the music world. Wait, wait till relationships hit them. There's yep. where the number one person you lie to is yourself. Yes. Everything, everything that that you say you want is not what you always need. Yes. You know, but we live in a we live in a world that just makes everything look like it is easy to achieve, and but, we're making everything so with immediate gratification consumption. So there, so in a way, technology is also making you believe that things are possible that may not be possible. And it's creating a level of disappointment. I'm sure everybody wakes up tomorrow and says, I could go get some music classes and I could put out a CD tomorrow and use, use 
Patreon and use this to do it because everything mm-hmm. looks like it's so easy to do. It's so easy to get. They think it's easy. You just put something out there and all of a sudden you're going to get a distribution deal tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, I'm going to I'm going to go on these free dating apps and I'm going to find my husband or I'm going to go use these these free YouTube videos to, to use these lines to pick up my my girl or whatever mm-hmm. it is. Everybody's so used to just let me let me get the quick and dirty. Let yeah. me get the quick and dirty. And you know, it's like you said, there's nothing there, success doesn't happen overnight. It's just some of us make it look like it does because we don't want to talk about everything we do. Mm-hmm. We want to do it. I want to celebrate once it's done. I want you to the see celebrating part is the celebrating part is fun, but people don't know that we cry at night. There are nights fun. we cry. You know, I've I've cried many nights where I I feel like I'm I feel like I'm not where I need to be and and sometimes my family's like why are you being so hard on yourself? Yeah. But that's just me because I'm a Capricorn too. I'm very hard working and I push myself to the limit. You know? Yeah. And yeah, you know, the truth is when you're high achieving, which is the which is the the other problem that that we have right we're high achieving so we don't celebrate the little mini mini successes although those successes are huge to other people we just keep going because the ultimate goal is that grammy Uh, everything else is just going towards that grammy so that's how that's how we we work thinking okay i mean you know i'm like oh you know i just got this partnership and and my peers are like what I'm like, yeah, whatever, whatever. Let's next project is going to be this. Yeah. This is what we're really working towards. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but but yeah, they don't see the struggle. They don't see the hustle. They don't see, you know, you just want to get, you, you know, the first time you release something, you're just like, okay, a one record. Let's let's just, you know, we don't sit there saying, okay, I sold one. Now I sold two. No, we want to see. I sold this many, and I'm not going to celebrate till I see this many sold. Listen, know. I've sold 14 books. I am celebrating. That's right. That's right. I'm celebrating because even when I sold my first book, I was celebrating because I did not even think that I was going to be become an author or think that I was going to sell a book, no less. Yeah. I'm. I put a pat on my own back. I celebrated. I had a glass of wine, and I'm happy. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. You know, if I keep selling it, great. Now everybody, now people come to me, and they're like, can you do an Audible book? I'm like, oh, my god. Oh, listen. That's the thing. People will always tell you stuff. They're like, oh, do a two-day intensive course for it. I'm like, man, okay, you write it. You write it. You like, okay. Go get the behavioral science degree and come back to me and tell me what else you should do. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, we're not machines, yeah. you know, we're, we're human beings. And, you know, it, you got to take the time. Like when you asked me, you know, how do I have structure and all that kind of stuff? And these are the type of things. So I, I am going to work towards doing an audible book because I think it would help because the millennials now, they sometimes they don't want to read. They want somebody to read it for them. Yes, 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 yes. So yeah, I said, okay, it. fine, that's fine. I can do that. I think my voice is nice enough. You know, they'll be, they'll get, I'll get to the point for them. But um, yeah. I, yeah. I think that 
it's a it's a there's a good side to technology and there's a bad side to technology. And with the music industry, it's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot. Well, well, you've had great success with it. And Thank you're you. and you are really carving out a whole new I mean, you are really cutting edge, you know. I mean, other people could talk about how they're incorporating different digital formats, but you are really, from day one, have been always leveraging cutting-edge ways to do business. Yes, I you have. Know, I try to think outside the box. I try to see ahead of the future for the music industry for others because sometimes they don't see it. Yeah, no, absolutely. And that's why I wrote. That's why I wrote that book. You know, that's why I gave it mm -hmm. to them. And someone told me recently, they were like, Melissa, you gave too much. I was like, so what? Yeah. Who no. else? If I don't do it, who else is going to do it? Gonna do it, right. You know, there's I mean, some book out there. Someone told me they read that it said, oh, I'm, it's going to help you. It said they, they said they read it and they felt like they were going in circles. Oh. That's not my goal. My goal was to focus Get you on, get you on your path, right, right. But before you get on your path, before you think, before you think you're you're that artist, I want you to ask yourself these deep questions because that's important. Because they don't do that anymore. You think in Motown, when Barry right. Gordy was putting out his artists, he didn't have them study and go through things to get them prepared. That's the problem today. They're not prepared. Mm -hmm. I've been right. I've been trained by the greats. Okay? I've been trained by some great people in this industry. And I don't get into it, but I've been trained. Okay? Right. Right. You know? I, I when I was little, like I can say this a little bit. When I was little, I was at uh, Dick Scott's house in his house. Dick Scott used to manage new kids on the block. Remember them? Yeah. Yeah, my what? godmother, my godmother used to take me to his house. And wow. he would critique me from the time I was 12 years old. Wow. Okay, telling me, you got to do this, 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 this. And he used to say to me, Melissa, you hit him with the first note, you got him. And I never forgot that. Wow. And he used to tour with the Supremes. With 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 um, Diana Ross and them. You think I ain't gonna listen to the man that was over there touring with with the Supremes? Yeah. <laughs> you know. So this is what I'm saying, and this is what it's lacking right now. And I think that that's what I'm trying to bring back. I'm trying to bring that structure back, and that's why I wrote the book to give people that to give artists that structure to make them ask themselves these questions because they're not doing it anymore. They're just throwing shit on the they're throwing shit on the wall and then thinking it's gonna stick. Yep. Yep. You know, but that's not how you do it. You don't do it like that. Well, you gotta I'm have so structure. I'm glad you're offering them advice on how to get in the industry because I think I think many many people are talented, you know, yes. and and one of the biggest things is that we don't have access to things or and access to what 
what the steps are required to be successful. So That's I'm right. so, so excited about your book. I'm really excited. Thank so, you. Oh, of course, girl. So now my last question is, what would you tell your younger self? That could be anything. What would I tell my younger self? Yeah. Learn how to save money. Mm. And learn about becoming an entrepreneur. Mm. They don't teach you that in school. No. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's I said I said this before. I said this is a conversation with a friend of mine. Uh it's funny. You go to school and they're teaching you all these things so that you can have a degree to have a job for someone else who has a business. But they never teach you in school about how to start a company and become a boss. Right. You realize that? Yes, you're right. They're just teaching you to go into the workforce. Right. Right. So, so me as a kid, I would have said, learn about being a boss. Yes. <laughs> yes. I love it. Ooh, that's going to be a tight. That's going to be the title right there. What? <laughs> learn how to be the boss. boss. Yes. <laughs> I love it. Girl, I so appreciate you taking the time oh, out of I your schedule. Oh, I appreciate you. And oh, I appreciate man. you being on here with me. This has been great. Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate this opportunity, too. I love it. <laughs> yeah, no problem. You always stay in contact with me. I love it. So that was Clarissa Silva. And I, wasn't that a great conversation? I hope you guys learned a lot from me. And I hope you learned a lot about some other things about being a boss yourself. And then taking initiative on just things in your life in general. Doesn't have to necessarily be in the music industry, but it can be overall anything in your life. And that's why we talked about things that go on in my life or her life. And just a great conversation. So I will be back next week, another podcast for you. Tune in and you won't be disappointed because I got a surprise. And we will be talking about being digitally independent. I'm going to continue on this, but I do have some good information and some new stuff for you that I will be giving you guys some insight on. And I hope you have a wonderful weekend. Love you guys. Bye.